November 2nd. Warren Shore here with you today. Ryan is out. He's coming back from his trip to Mexico. So on Thursday, we'll be able to get the floor report uh, on that. But filling in for filling in or stepping in for Ryan today, however you want to call it, is uh, a return of the show. I think this is the third time you've been on. It is uh, Jacob Flores, who... uh, is a trench university of former uh, offensive lineman in the NFL was with the Packers practice squad and now uh, is on his own helping out guys be uh, offensive linemen going to college and stuff like that. We've had Jacob on before he was also in the uh, AAF. Uh, so we talked to him before uh, that season started up. So Jacob, welcome back to the program. Thank you for uh, taking some time on this Monday afternoon. Of course, Warren. Thanks for having me. I, Always enjoy uh, talking sports with you and playing some golf too. I know, I know that's how we connected initially. Yes, it is. I will say though, so you uh, also are a newly uh, father. You are new to the fatherhood of uh, the four months. You said Ryan also, yeah, is new yeah. to the fatherhood. So it would have been good. Maybe the next time uh, we'll get you on. Obviously, we'll have Ryan on, and you can talk about. Uh, the fatherhood, about how, how things dad, are going yeah. for both of you. It's a lot. I'm not, I'm not sure the listeners would want to hear us talk about that, but I, I know they want to talk sports and kind of what Coach McCarthy's <laughs> like because I, I got to play for him and, and what's wrong with the Cowboys this year. That is true. But look, there are some people that maybe are like parents out there, like parents that listen or something like that, older people that have kids that would maybe think it's funny how new parents are going through this. The same things that they've yeah. Yeah, it's different during the pandemic than that I is mean, true. any other time. So, but uh, but yeah, they're playing football through a pandemic right now too. So, so <laughs> yeah. it's a way, way different uh, atmosphere than when I was playing. Yeah, so we can start there. Doesn't it feel like every every day is a roller coaster when it comes to the pandemic with football? Like today, Marlon Humphrey and AJ Dillon tested positive. <laughs> Marlon Humphrey's Marlon Humphrey from the Ravens. His tweet was, "Yeah, I got the Rona. Hopefully, I get better soon or whatever." Like, dude, you just played in a game yesterday. Like, it almost seems like I I don't know how to put it. It's just like the season. Seems like it hangs on a thread on a day-to-day basis, like what games are going to go through. And now with all the bye weeks, it's like they almost needed to add. I said what my what my deal was, that they should have had a bye week, say, next weekend for the entire league. You have two bye weeks. So yeah. then you can make up games there in the middle. It's like, say, everyone's right. played eight games. You have a full bye week. Everyone's off. So then you can make up the games there. And then yeah, you can have saying. another like full week 18 at the end right. of the season just to build yourself some extra build yourself some extra leeway instead of having to play a game on Tuesday as much as I like the Monday night doubleheaders on Tuesday games it's just like it doesn't yeah. you it's, just well, gotta give yourself think, some leeway well think about like they just what what's the rush to finish the season you know what I mean like yeah. uh, are they gonna compete with uh, college basketball or something like uh, I don't know what college basketball is gonna look like this year but it doesn't seem like there's a rush yeah, but the NFL would dominate college basketball anyways. It's not like a, a can we can, are they going to compete with college basketball? I think the thing is they just want to finish the season as fast as possible so they can so they can like get on with the off season. Like the draft stays the same, free agency and the combine stays the same. Like right, they don't want right, to keep moving right. stuff along. But it's it's yeah, also t- it, it's just no, weird. It just seems like it's casual now. Remember when the pandemic started? Like people were 
freaked out when Rudy Gobert got it, and now people are like, yeah, just tweeting like, yeah, I got the Rona. Yeah, well, you know, like Trent Brown, uh, he's he was hospitalized. I don't know if you saw that. He was hospitalized. He had coronavirus, and then he got an IV. And like he oh, was supposed to, wow. he was supposed to play against the Browns yesterday, but then he he didn't. And then they said today he was in like the hospital because he got like a bad IV or something, um, to help. Yeah, I, uh, I, and like that's like a, that's probably like the biggest dude in the NFL, right? Like six eight, three eighty or three ninety. Like that dude is huge. Yeah. Well, they well, I mean, they say this virus like it affects people different ways, but if you're overweight, it's it's tough, you know. Oh, for sure, and especially like him. I mean, he's all the offensive linemen are would be technically considered overweight, like no matter what they. Yeah, but but, wait, but they, got, I under like lean, I'm. You've got some leaner guys, but not. No, like, for sure, for sure, for yeah. sure. But Trent Brown is also like, he's in the category I would or I would kind of say is overweight, even though he. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I remember when I was playing, there were guys that. You know, you just looked at them and you're like, yeah, I don't think I don't think after they get done playing, they're ever going to get back to skinny. You see some offensive linemen that drop the weight. But I remember playing with some guys and you're like, man, genetically, he might just be uh, he might just be big his whole life. Well, Joe, like Joe Thomas and Jeff Saturday, those guys on TV, they've shed the weight. Um, and yeah, so. All right. Let's get to the Cowboys here. They're, lo- they're losers last night. Twenty three to nineteen. Don't really think it was a surprise they lost. Or t- twenty-three to nine. Sorry, not if they scored nineteen points, that would be, oh my god, that would be amazing. Yeah, they, but it was. They it was, only kicked field goals. They, they only, only did kick field goals last goal. night with four with four turnovers. They got I know, four that's turnovers. The, that's the thing. Twenty-three to nine, and I will say, I thought yesterday. So if Andy Dalton is healthy to play this week and like in the coming weeks, I don't think he should really play, because I don't I don't just, think you're gonna just because. You're team tank then, I guess. It's not that I'm team tank. Is what is Andy Dalton going to do that Ben DiNucci isn't going to do? Like, we know what Andy Dalton is. He wasn't great against yeah. the Cardinals, and he wasn't he wasn't great um, in the first half of the Washington game uh, last week before he got hurt. And yeah, at least DiNucci wasn't. Yeah. I, I, I understand fair. the offensive line is bad, but at least DiNucci took some shots down the field. He's not afraid to, like, throw it. It seemed like Dalton was just, like, check down, check down, check down, check down. Well, I don't know if you saw that game. I think it helped having Zach Martin back. It did. DiNucci had a little more time, but, like, the Cardinals were lighting up oh, Dalton. Sure. Like, he, yeah. he was running for his life, so I – I don't know. I, I kind of want to see what Dalton looks like with a an offensive line to protect him, you know? Well, with just one more guy back. Because the, the thing, too, is yeah. it's not, you're not replacing Terrence Steele, and that's a tough, tough thing. Like, he's – and I, I don't want to pile on him because he's been in a tough spot. He, he He's an undrafted rookie. He's not expected to play. He wasn't expecting no. to come in and play no, every single game this year. Here's the thing about offensive line. You can make up on the edges because you can chip with – uh, running backs, you can chip with tight ends, so you can give those guys out there a little bit of help. Um, but if you're kind of, if you can't pass block in the middle, like at right guard or center or something, yeah, you can't give any help there. You're you're on an island. Okay, so then what do you think about the line then? That that is your uh, that is your expertise. Is yeah, I, they they re- literally replace every every guy except for con- the two guards. What is what is your assessment of the offensive line? I saw some good things, you know, from uh, from that new center they got, uh, Biotish. Yeah, he's pretty good. Um, 
pretty excited about him. You know, they've had some good luck with the Wisconsin offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Zach Martin still looks like he's a little injured to me. Um, Connor, Connor Williams, I think, uh, I'm not sure that he's going to get a second. He'll get a second contract somewhere, but I, I'm not sure that it will be here in Dallas. So I don't know if McGovern will be ready at that point, but I just feel like I haven't heard from McGovern lately or like, where's this guy gone? You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I agree with you. And like one of the things I've thought when it comes to McGovern is like, so he was a third round pick last year. If your offense, I don't know who the Cowboys offensive line coach is. And I know, I guess if they, I assume they had, oh, isn't their offensive line coach Joe Fieldman? Uh, you know, I haven't looked it up this year. I know he's, uh, he's coached with McCarthy in the past. So yeah. Um, like I, I understand it's hard to get, um, uh, like your system implemented this year. If you're like a head, like you're like you're a position group coach and like things along those lines, but without the, the added time yeah, for sure. But you were a third round pick and you played at Penn state. I, I, you should be able to yeah. have some talent and be able to get molded into. Yeah, Joe Philman is the offensive line coach. Just looked it up. Okay, um, gotcha. Like you should yeah, be. I able- mean, he he was hurt. He was hurt his first year, but still, at some point, like it's not like the Cowboys didn't invest in that position. You know, they. Yeah, I, I don't blame the GMs or or um, or I guess what. Who's who's technically the real GM? You would say Stephen Jones, uh, even though he doesn't have the title. Yeah, I'd say Steven and Will McClay, probably for more of that. Like, I don't, you think Steven Jones is really grinding Penn State off into line tape and is like breaking up technique and stuff? But they're still, they're still trying to invest in that position. For sure. You you miss on draft picks. And so when you miss on draft picks and then you get injuries like you did this year, it's, uh, it's not a good combination, I would say. No, it's not. And then you're saying you miss on the draft pick, and then you're not developing the player, and it'd be even better. And then you got a McGovern situation like we have here, and he's not even. They don't even seem like he really wants to play out there, which is which is then the concerning part of yeah. we just put we just spent a third round pick on this guy, and he's yeah. and we don't want him to play. That's not uh, that's not ideal. Yeah, and I think it's just it's just more not shocking, but it's it's surprising that you miss on an offensive lineman because. You know, I understand if it's a third-round pass rusher or something, but usually you're pretty sure on those. I would say offensive linemen, guards, are, are safer picks usually. Yeah, no, I agree. All right, so uh, some stuff from last night. I will say, so the, the, I do think it's everybody's uh, calling him the Nooch and, like, Gucci Danucci and all that. I think that's hilarious. I honestly didn't. I, he, he has trouble hanging on the ball, at least uh, in the pocket when he was getting when it was getting collapsed on. But that's also the Eagles' front is really good with Fletcher Cox. Graham and Arnett, like that's a really good front. Uh, he he also probably knew uh, so probably needs to throw the ball overhand instead of sidearm all the time. I would say that's probably a complaint. Yeah, Maybe let's get some predi- traditional throwing motions here. Um, I would say that that's one thing you could you could definitely <laughs> uh look at. And I know Mike uh, Mike McCarthy will be on this week about that. He, I think he's been watching too much Patrick Mahone's tape. Probably, probably, but I'll tell you what I thought. Like I thought, they showed a lot of fight last night. Way more fight than they showed against Arizona. Way more fight. You could even say they showed or earlier in the season. Like the defense was playing hard the entire game. The offense, albeit they know their 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 cards are uh, 
stacked against them with production just based on who's out there. But like they were fighting yeah. hard. It's a well. They well I shouldn't up. say that. Think about it. They, they got four turnovers last night. I you know. know. What, what game have the Cowboys lost, or any NFL team that got four turnovers? You know. Well, they also did turn it over twice. Um, yeah, yeah, but one of those was at the end, and it uh, was. And they got three of those in the first half, right? Well, so I know, and then you get well, three three turnovers. You got to build a little bit of a lead, you know. No, I agree, but the problem was one of those they turned it over at the and like inside the red zone, and then Danucci got strip sacked, and then the Eagles got the ball right back, and you're like, wow, this team maybe could build a lead right here, and then he fumbles it, and you're just trading turnovers, and everyone's like, this is the NFC East. This is a this is a perfect. This is this is a perfect uh, display of a, or NFC East football right now. Just turnover after turnover after turnover, and then they couldn't build on it. But look, I thought they yeah, played I hard did, last. They did. They did. The defense definitely showed up, but um, I don't know. It's just it seemed like, and at times they kind of had a little spark in the run game, but they just weren't able to sustain those drives and really yeah. and really convert third downs. I don't know what their stats were, but it seemed like every time they got the third down, they just couldn't convert. Uh, let's check out the third down stats here. Third down efficiency. Yeah, they were uh, they were f- four of sixteen on third downs. Yeah, that's that's not not what you're looking for. They ran eighty. They ran seventy nine plays. The Eagles only ran fifty eight. Like, I mean, they number they, they had they got four turnovers. I know. Saying, so. No, but, but I but you I can't you can't be kicking field goals the whole time, and especially not with a third string quarterback. You know. Agreed, but what do you think? Here's the thing, though. With the third-string quarterback, you have to expect Zeke to step up. And 19 carries for 63 yards when you need him to be your guy that you paid him all this money for. Like, that's not getting it done because you can't trust Danucci, to, yeah. a, a seventh-round guy, to come in with no preseason under him to expect just to start slinging it around the yard and leaving you, leading you up and down the field for, for some touchdowns. Like, that's not... That's not going to happen. Well, you need to rely yeah. on Zeke, and it just—it doesn't look like he's got that burst this year. No, but it goes back to what we talked about with the offensive line. So, if, yeah, if you're, if you're not, you know, I feel like we're talking in circles here. But if you're not opening the holes, then of course he's not going to, not going to have that burst. And you know, the conditions didn't do him any favors last night to to throw the ball around. It, it looked like it was kind of windy. So, um, I don't know. It just. It's just a typical Cowboys loss. I would say they find a way to lose no matter what. Yeah, and I guess going in, what were your real real expect? I guess the thing you have to go into is what were your expectations going into the game? Like how many points did you think they were going to score? And then after the game, can you look at it? And then you have to say like, all right, after watching that, how many points should they have scored, I guess? Because I didn't think the new – I was debating all day if I should bet uh, the Cowboys under like 16 and a half or 15 and a half. I was like, I don't see a way how they can score that many, that many points yesterday. And then I didn't do it because I was like, this is like, I got scared of the narrative of like the seventh round guy is going to come in and maybe throw a couple this touchdowns game, and they get yeah. a field goal. And you're like, I don't want to do that. But like, I wasn't expecting them to score that many points. So I guess the output, I'm not really surprised in other than the fact that I didn't see four turnovers coming. Like you said. Yeah, I was surprised, too. I didn't think they were going to make it to double digits, but I didn't think, you know, so far going into the game, the Cowboys had three turnovers all season. So, you know, if you had told me they were going to get four turnovers and nine points, I would have been like, that, that's just pathetic, you know? So, it, and it just comes down to third down efficiency. We talked about it earlier, but 
they were able to get some stuff rolling. But if you can't convert, then your your quarterback just doesn't get into a rhythm, and then you can't go anywhere. Yeah. So so for the season as a whole, what have you really made for? Like, I think you have to look at it from before Dak got hurt and then after Dak got hurt. Like, if you had any expectations for the Cowboys after he got hurt, I think you might be a yeah. little. I think you might be a little crazy of expecting Dalton. Like Dalton wasn't going to put up the same numbers. I didn't think as as Dak was. Um, so you I know, think you have that, to like break think, it down in two yeah. two things. I think so. I mean, I think the offense is what you expected. They're going to be dominant. That's where they've invested resources. And uh, before Dak, they were. But um, I don't know about you. I didn't expect the defense to be in the linebackers specifically to be this bad this year. I thought the defense. Uh, I thought the defense was going to be poor, at least in the secondary, because they got they they did the Trayvon Diggs for Byron Jones trade pretty much of of who is going to be a cornerback or a lead corner, and just trusting a rookie to be the lead corner that was a second round pick, he's going to get burned at times and he's going to make some plays like you saw that last night he made two great interceptions and he got burned a couple times. Um, so you're hoping he can grow into that, but like right. he would be, it would be really good if Byron Jones was like. What do you think? I mean, before the season, were you like, oh, they're just gonna get run over? Like, I would say the past four weeks, everybody's been able to run on those guys. Oh yeah, no, I did not expect. I did not expect the linebackers to be bad, but I thought they would probably get killed in the air. But that's that's another thing too. Like Ryan and I have talked about this on the show. Is like you pay Jalen Smith, like after like pretty much two years of playing football. When you could have given him a contract, like after this season, like that doesn't look like a great business move yeah. this year. Because he's just he's think, not very good out there. Yeah, I think that had that was more of a scare tactic to get other people to sign. Like, hey, we're we're giving away the money uh, here, Dak and Zeke. If y'all want to keep playing hardball, we'll just give it give it away to other guys. And so um, it doesn't look like uh, that worked, and it doesn't look like it was a good sign. And looking back. Well, I've also said too, Jacob. What do you think about this too? It's like the emotional thing. They were so emotional when they drafted him because he had the he had the knee injury and he sat out the year. Then he came back, and it was yeah. like the emotion of the rehab coming back and playing at such a high level that first year. Jerry was just so caught up in the emotion of like a player's redemption story uh, yeah, that he story. just gave him that contract. Well, that's the one thing I'll say about Jerry. He's a great storyteller. So I think if you you give him a little bit you know, a good story like that to be able to tell. I think it, it he thought in his mind it would just kind of spur interest and help the fan base, and it would be awesome if he, you know, he did make a Pro Bowl. Warren, you did. know that, right? Yes, he was good his first year. And and the thing, too, is, is like you would think yeah. that he would only get better with, with a year, with a couple years, like as it went time on after the knee injury. But he's just, yeah. maybe he's getting comfortable i don't know but it's just he gets caught in the wash a lot out there i mean he's nowhere to be found yeah he don't he don't look to me he don't look like he he's attacking he he looks like he plays laterally instead of vertically it does and he is very he look when he makes a play five yards on the field you'll, you'll know about it because he'll be doing the uh i got that's he, right he'll be doing Clear a celebration idea. and that's yeah. like like that's i don't want to be like the old like old man yells at cloud but like dude you made a tackle six yards off the line, like maybe, or you made a pass. Like the big one was last week against Washington. You made a pass breakup, but there was a he got called for pass interference on it. Didn't know what was going. On. I was like, we don't need to celebrate every play. Yeah. Like, 
Just go back. Yeah. I don't want to so, be that guy, but just go back to the huddle. Yeah, it's. I mean, just overall to wrap this up, I, it's been disappointing. But at the same time, there. I mean, I'm like, hey, there's you know, there's silver lining here with with the draft, and there's also some good football going on other places. I don't know if you saw that Steelers Ravens game yesterday. I saw a little bit of it, but first, before we we could talk about the rest of the NFL, uh, um, I want to ask about McCarthy because when you were with Green Bay on the practice squad, he was your coach. How do you? Th- First of all, this yesterday was like the first time I think we saw some like real emotion from him on the sideline, like some real fire getting in the ref's ass and stuff. What do you think his going is is going through his mind with this whole season eight games in so far? Well, he's an offensive guy, so I think yeah. up until you know, up until the injury, from his perspective, he's doing his job, you know, with with getting the offense where they need to be. Uh, minus the turnovers. That's one thing I'll say playing for him. He emphasized was just you can't win in the NFL and turn over the ball. So it's it's a hard thing to coach. It's a hard thing to coach, but it's just, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think, no, I agree with you. Like everyone's harping on the defense. He, the, You can harp on him on the defense for bringing in Mike Nolan. Like that's his guy. That's his buddy. So you could harp on it on that, but like, I mean, the offense was rolling early on. They were just turning it over. I mentioned this like two weeks ago. I was looking at, they had four, four games early in the season when Dak was healthy that they would have turnovers and back-to-back possessions and the other team would score touchdowns in those back-to-back yeah. possessions. And you're just spotting so, them 14 points and you can't win like that. Exactly. And it changed your whole game plan. So. I remember game planning with him and going into the game. We'd have all these, you know, okay, we want to attack him with outside zone or we want to hit him on the on the gap schemes. And then um, all that goes out the window if you're down 14-0. So um, I'm sure it hasn't been the start he expected, but um, I think his resume has shown that he, he knows how to take a team to the playoffs consistently and build, build a winning program by bringing in the right guys. So the... I would say the Jones family knows that too, and and they're going to give them, or if it were me, I'd give them at least three or four years to build that. Yeah, I don't think he's going to get canned this year. And then, do you think? How do you? He's also getting a lot of a lot of flack for his analytics barn. People are saying that was a farce and everything. What do you? I don't know. You probably don't know, but what are are your thoughts on that? Going back to the offense, you take away the turnovers, and they're the number one, you know, offense in the NFL. So. I don't know if there's a way to analytically, you know, shy Improve. away from turnovers and <laughs> yeah. analytically be like, hey, Zeke, when we call this run, you know, put two hands on the ball. But, um, you know, I, I think up until this point, like offensively, they've looked great. And you could say that's Kellen Moore, but it's, uh, you know, he's the one that, uh, that you know, signs his name next to it at the end of the day on, on the game plan and the offense and everything. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I agree with you on that. All right, so we'll talk about a little bit of the uh, elsewhere around the NFL. I I will say I only saw the last probably two minutes of the Ravens Steelers games because I was watching the Browns game, but the Browns game got over early, and my dad yeah. said, my my dad said I turned that game on to watch it because it was close, it was like eight minutes ago. He goes, the only way you're watching this is if the, if we have if there is if the, if the stadium is going to collapse, but no one gets hurt, so they can't finish this game. So pick another game to watch. So I did not watch as much as I wanted to watch of it, 
But I was also I'm surprised the Steelers are undefeated. I thought they I thought they were going to lose yesterday to Baltimore just because I felt like, you know what, you've won so many in a yeah. row. It's hard to win that many in a row. They d- Lamar did throw a couple picks, so I think that's pretty much why they won. But, yeah, what? Uh, well, he threw a pick six to open the game. And, I mean, you can't talk about the Steelers without the defense. For sure. That's what they've been able to put up. They're, they're not winning games because, I mean, Roethlisberger's, you know, doing a good job. But some of the field position and some of the turnovers that – that their defense is creating it's just just incredible yeah yeah i think i saw some like i don't know if you're a big dvoa guy it's like one of the advanced stats that ring he's like the 25th ranked passer he was like 25th quarterback in like dvoa going into last week and like he really hasn't put up he's not throwing a lot of deep balls it's just throwing it in space and like claypool and deontay johnson are making plays exactly just you know just get the ball out of your hands quick and and let those guys make plays. Some of that goes back to uh, kind of feels like, um, you know, what Dak was doing. He was just, he wasn't taking huge deep shots or anything. He was just getting the ball to CD lamb. CD lamb would make a guy miss and, and go, you know what I mean? So um, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it's kind of fun. I know you're a Browns fan, but it's kind of fun seeing the Steelers and uh, that fan base kind of have some success here. I don't think it's going to be sustained through the playoffs. So I'm glad they're enjoying it right now. I will say the rebuttal to that is Jacob is that they've had plenty of success to have, so they don't need any more success yeah, right well, now. Well, listen, but they also had that heartbreak, so it's just kind of fun to. What in the heartbreak? Uh, well, losing to the Patriots all those years. Sure, fine, good for them. I don't. Here's the thing: you're not gonna, you're you're, you're barking I, up I, the wrong I, tree. I, if I, you're, know, I know, I know, I'm talking to a Browns fan here, but but what I'm saying is no, I understand. Long, I know. I know. In the long run, you know, if the Browns get hot in December. That's that's better than going seven and zero right now. You see what I mean? No, no, no. I totally agree. I totally agree. I'm not. I'm playing the. I'm just saying. Look, I'm. You know. You know. I'm. I don't want any success for the Steelers or the Ravens. So when I hear heartbreak, I would take that. <laughs> I would. What we've had to deal with for the last twenty years, I would sign up for that heartbreak over than what we've had. I. You know. So like, okay. So equating it to the stars. So like, you'd rather make. You'd be okay making the the Stanley cup, but losing it, you know, a couple, you know, like they did this. Sure. But they've won too. They've won a super bowl in 2009. I would take that. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It just seems like they're that team. That's always close. And, you know, no, they are. They also won in 2006 too. That's the thing. They won two super bowls in like four years. So yeah, that's true. That's true. I would gladly sign up for that. Um, but, uh, yeah, what else around the league uh, has caught your eye so far? I mean, I think the Chiefs are rolling. The NFC West has been a, a juggernaut, but then Garoppolo today is uh, is out a couple yeah. more weeks with a high ankle sprain. Just what, what, are, what are your thoughts around the league and how the football's been this year? Uh, it just seems like people are scoring more points, so I think it's, it's more fun to watch. And maybe some of that's just because defenses haven't had a chance to uh, have full training camps and all that, but... Um, the Cardinals offense is fun to watch. The Seahawks offense is fun to watch. The Chiefs, you know, teams like that. With the Cowboys being as bad as they are, there's a lot of good football to watch. It's it's fun to see people score points. And it's fun to kind of track it on fantasy. So it's, uh, I'm, I, I I think we're getting a pretty good product this year. It doesn't seem like uh, like there's been a drop off, even though teams didn't have the full preseason. So, yeah, no, so I think there's also, too, like, there's a lot of bad teams, 
but there's also teams that are like there's a lot of teams that are like pretty solid, like average to good. That that like keep keep it interesting. And even the bad teams like Atlanta, Minnesota, Houston, like they got studs there that they can win. You saw yesterday Minnesota. I don't know anything. One thought they were going to go in and beat the Packers. I know. I like, know. Yeah. Like that could happen. But but it, it it like seeing them win. You know, Dalvin Cook goes off for four touchdowns. I come on my fantasy team. It's like okay, let's go. That it's it's just fun to watch people put up points like that. You know. You know, I totally agree. It's good for people that like to bet the over because then you're just rooting for points all day, and it's a lot yeah, more what, fun what, like that. What do you think the uh, the over under so far to this point has been? Uh, just I I mean I would guess more games have hit over, right? Yeah, no. So there was a trend. Oh, it was through the first four weeks that like seventy five percent of the one p.m. games were going over, and then I think it was like fifty fifty in the afternoon. But I think overs this year, like week five, the unders kind of made a comeback. But I think like the overs have hit like sixty percent this year. Right. And then I would say most of the favorites have won, too. I, I wonder what the numbers are, but it seems like this was the week that there was a few, you know, a few upsets, a few upsets that you don't see coming. But if you had gone with the money line most of the season, I would say you're uh, pretty far ahead right now. Um, yeah, here I can pull up. Uh... So favorites this year. Oh, they're not going to. Dallas is 0-5 as a favorite this year. Well, they haven't covered. Yeah, they single... they've, I mean, they haven't covered any game all year. The Cowboys. no, they have not. It's just it's just your typical overrated uh, Cowboys and Bengals. <laughs> yeah. uh, Cowboys fans been you know taking advantage of that. So they don't have a league. They don't have a league. This this thing doesn't have a league thing, but um, I don't know. But yeah, I think the favorites would would tend to win more than they've lost this year. Um, yeah, like like yesterday, the Chiefs covered. Uh, how big was that spread against the nineteen? Yeah, they covered, right? Yeah, oh yeah, they won thirty-one to nine. Yeah, so I mean, even like I don't know, last year when there's that big spread against the Jets, like the Jets covered, and it just seems like uh, the Jets have no interest in in being competitive this year, especially with the you know a, a pathway to uh, Trevor Lawrence. I look. I don't really fault them for not being competitive, at least when they're when they got Trevor Lawrence waiting in the uh, waiting in the wings. They can get him. Justin Fields too, if they somehow win a game. Like you get first or second pick, you're gonna get Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence. Like that's a pretty good. That's a pretty good pretty deal. Good. Yeah, pretty good prize, especially in like a pandemic season. That <laughs> yeah. I don't know. In basketball, like I look at you know LeBron's championship, and I'm like, uh, all right, people are gonna kind of kind of cast doubt on that one especially if they don't win it again next year you know it's the same thing going to happen in football or especially in college football this year is it really gonna looking back be like oh yeah that was a, a real super bowl you know i think for football we will just because they played like the whole season and they didn't so far they're not going to have to stop like they're not taking a month, yeah. two month break so, i think so even I... even college football you think people will view it that way too like even with the delayed start and the Pac-12, like let's say Oregon goes undefeated or something and they sneak in, you you still think people would be like, oh, okay, well, they didn't play a full schedule or what? College football, I think, might be a little bit different. But I, here's the thing, though. Are you really expecting anybody? It's going to be like Ohio State, Alabama, and Clemson in the playoff and then whoever the fourth team is. Like I don't really see any 
any teams challenging that, but I would say right. I would say yes. If it's if if Ohio State, Alabama, and Clemson are in there, and they didn't have any like COVID related guys out, then I right. would say yes. They would say it's like so. What if Trevor Lawrence got coronavirus and uh, right before the playoff semifinal? Then that would be like. That'd be like, okay, it's not a real championship. So, like, what if the same thing happens in the these playoffs or in the Super Bowl? Like, okay, the Chiefs are, you know, in the AFC championship game, and then Mahomes is out, and and he can't play. Like, are people really going to say, like, oh, okay, you know, it's a real championship? Or are they going to be like, oh, the Chiefs should have gone back-to-back? I think you have to say it's a real championship because those are the sign of the time we live in, and that's just the circumstances. of The Chiefs obviously didn't do a good job of – Handling coronavirus, or Mahomes didn't do a good job of, of protecting himself from from the virus, and yeah. and Trevor Lawrence didn't do a good job of protecting himself from the virus. Like Justin Fields just said, he literally doesn't leave his apartment. He has virtual classes, and he does the only place he goes is to the athletic center to practice, and then he goes to his apartment. Like he doesn't hang out with his friends. That's it. Like no one comes over. Like right. that's what he does. So he's made the decision that he's going to do that because yeah, he wants to play football. He's locked in. Yeah, he's locked in, but. I don't know. It's it's tough when you got like a family. Like, are you gonna tell like Patrick Mahomes? Are you gonna tell his his fiance like, don't go to the store, don't go anywhere? You know what I mean? So it's like, oh, uh, I don't know. I one hundred percent agree with you. And I also think one of the things we're gonna see is I think we might implement like a local bubble for the playoffs, of like right. you. I I, I, I think like they're gonna be like for the playoffs. You and your families can stay in the hotel, like your wife girlfriend, fiance, whatever, kids, you can, you have the option of staying, bringing them to the hotel for the playoffs, but we're going to have to, but you are going to have to stay in the hotel for the one month potentially that you're in the playoffs for. Yeah. Football is just a lot harder. There's just so many more coaches, so many more players, the training staff and everything than the way, you know, in hockey you got, six guys out on the ice and then basketball you got five guys so it's i don't know it just seems seems like uh everything on a bigger scale so hopefully hopefully uh we don't have those questions because like i said football has been entertaining to watch this year it's i I feel like it's been a fun season no it it 100 has been a fun season and i'm not disagreeing with you i just think that that's a way that you're gonna it is going to be a large undertaking if they do it but if they want to get it done, I think that's what they're going to have to do in the, at least in my mind. Yeah. The playoffs. And the thing too, yeah, is it's for the playoffs. You've got no choice. Yeah. And you could also say to the players, Hey, this is only going to be like a month, like a five week thing. If you make the super bowl. And then right. when you go to the super bowl, it's going to be tamed down this year, but your families can go there. You're only going to be in it for, I mean, you could, you could only be in it for one week if you lose in the first round. So it's, it's not like, the NBA when they were down there in what July and then they the Lakers were there from July to October like that's what three months yeah like, that's a long you're making a longer commitment then than the NFL is now yeah for just five weeks and if you get knocked out then you're out of the bubble but um, yeah. but yeah I see what you're saying all right Jacob I don't think I have anything else for you I've really enjoyed uh the chat unless there's anything else you want to touch on that I didn't mention you want to talk about uh, Trent University here how's that going yeah, it's going good. You know, during football season, we we um, parents realize that you know having a coach who's played in the NFL, who's played in the Ivy League, kind of can help them out with some recruiting questions and just with some of the technique. Because 
what I see for, uh, week to week is um, if you have a if you have an extra coach who's you know just specifically working with your kid one on one, they just get so much better than you know a coach that's coaching a hundred kids and they just don't have the time to to look at their film and and sit down with them individually and and do all that. So um, for me, it's a fun way to give back and to and to coach and be involved and get to go to a bunch of high school football games around here and. And uh, I just had a few kids commit D1. So it's, it's, I feel like I'm still connected to football through those guys. Nice. Where did they, uh, was, where did they come in and who are they? So one of them's up at Denton Geyer. His name's Knox Boyd. He just committed to Charlotte. And then I've got another kid who's, who uh, committed to John Hopkins. He's a Jesuit. Um, and then I've probably got about four or five other, you know, seniors in this class that I think will have the chance to play D1. Um, you know, what I've told them is enjoy your senior year. And then at the end of it, uh, figure out the recruiting, but, you know, don't try to do both at once and, and worry about both. Just enjoy the ride your senior year. And once you get done, you know, find a, find a school recruiting is going to look different this year, but find that program that, uh, that wants you to be there. Are they still able to take, they can't take any visits, can they, to schools or not? Not, not right now, which is weird. So like, how could you pick a school if you haven't been there, you know? So recruiting is going to look a lot different this year. Um, as far as what I've seen so far, just not being able to go to school and and coaches not being able to come to your house. And, um, I don't know, it's going to be, it's going to be a weird, a weird year. I'm sure there'll be a 30 for 30 about it. A lot of 30 for 30s about this time looking back. A lot of zooms, a lot of zoom, uh, yeah, a lot of zoom, zoom things. Visit. And Harbaugh can't sleep over any kid's house this year. He can't do that. You know, that's that's tough. I wonder how he's gonna get five stars, especially when they're losing to Michigan State and State. You know, so I don't think he was really getting a lot of five stars to begin with. That's true. Well, I mean, they had the Jordan brand, so he had the hype going at first. But it seems yeah. like uh, not not being Ohio State has kind of put him on the hot seat down there. He's what is he? He's three and he's one in like six at home, I think, against Michigan State and Ohio State, which is not. Uh, yeah, that's not that's not <laughs> good. Which is not good. Not which is good. which is not good. All right, Jacob. Well, it's good to catch up. Thanks again for taking some time with you, and uh, we appreciate it. All right. See you, Warren. I appreciate it. No problem. All right, that's Jacob Flores. Trench University played in the NFL for a season, and uh, we'll be back on Thursday with Ryan. I will say there are some Mac picks I want to give out, but I'm, I'm not. They're unofficial. They're just leans, but I like Kent State, and I like Miami of Ohio uh, on Wednesday night action. So, uh, oh, how about this? We'll make it official. Ryan, I'll text him. He can tweet out his Mac picks if he's got any, but we'll go Kent State minus 6.5 and Miami of Ohio minus 2.5 for some action on some Wednesday, on Wednesday night. So, all right, thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you on uh, Thursday.